Um, one of them was that I uh, I was not doing the practice good enough. So every time I have some like really subtle doubt, <laughs> I just uh, remember there is no like practice. I can just relax and there is nothing to do. Like I don't have to do something good enough. So that's uh, helpful. And yes, so I've been playing with this. So, so far it's going great. Uh, yeah. And um, so there is no like actual problem or question. <laughs> um, I think you froze. Okay. I have to. Uh, yeah, you're back. I'm back. I had to turn the Wi-Fi on because uh, we have a net. We're now in a power outage. There is no power here, so everything oh. is operating by batteries. Uh, and I've got a uninterrupted uh, uh, power supply on the router, so we're running with the uh, uh, the Wi-Fi from the router because the uh, this uh, the electronic switch that I have for the Ethernet is not on that UPS, and so it, <laughs> we lost the internet. But the laptop still has a battery, so um, I don't know how long it'll last, and I don't know when the power will come back. We've had a lot of power outages lately, uh, and in fact, on Sunday uh, it went up and down, and it happened long enough. Uh, coming back and forth that uh, we were actually able to finish the call. But I think that this laptop only has about 30 minutes of life on its own. So we'll just have to okay. continue on with that. So in any case, um, one of the things that we can talk about again is uh, the hindrances kind of in hindsight because you're beginning to understand. In fact, that was a very good point that you made is, is that the doubts, the questions and all of that kind of stuff will come up. And instead of just seeing those as hindrances, the student will often dwell on the questions and the questions that he keeps asking himself is preventing him from feeling good. And being able to see those questions and, and those doubts and, and all about how to practice is just keeping you from enjoying the moment. Yes, yes. We can throw those questions, just set them right down. I don't have to have the answer to that. I can feel good now without knowing all of that, whatever I was asking. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. that is uh, so remarkable. So I want to congratulate you for that. That's really, really good to be able to just set all of those questions down, to recognize that that too is just a hindrance. And um, it actually goes quite along with uh, the point about ignorance. The Buddha talks about ignorance a lot. You can see that, and when we say ignorance in uh, English is translated out of the Pali Ajiva, which is wrong, not a wrong understanding. <clears throat> and so we have to understand that, uh, that it's got various ramifications, this word ignorance, because it actually does include uh, denial, mm. stupidity, and wise ignorance. 
there is a such a thing as wise ignorance. And that wise ignorance is, is that you don't know and you, you know that you don't know and that you know that it doesn't matter that you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the best, that's the point that's, um, uh, uh, that's the best part of it. And a clear example of that would be rebirth. Because people get all wrapped up into rebirth and reincarnation. And the fact is, is that in, at that level that people want it to be, not the level that the Buddha talks about, which is when, uh, in fact, when the doubt comes up, the doubt is reborn. That's a kind of rebirth. Mm-hmm. But when we think of it in the sense of past lives and future lives and life after death and all of that, we have to expect at least one thing, and that is, is that we don't know. We're ignorant of that. And that we will not know. Perhaps we won't even know after we're dead. In fact, when we are alive, we don't know because we're not dead. But when we're dead, we don't know nothing. So we don't know either way. And uh, in, in that regard, it, it doesn't matter because we don't know. Because whether there is rebirth or not, doesn't depend upon what I'm doing right now. And if Mm -hmm. I am doing something wholesome and valuable and good right now, then whatever afterlife there will be, it will probably be okay too. If this moment has any influence on it. But the important point is that we don't know, but now that we don't know and we see it has no value to us, we can also say, well, and I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, mm. That's a really important one. Is I don't know, and it doesn't matter, so I don't care. And that's how we can begin to practice. When we can do that with rebirth, we can do that then with almost anything. It's like that's the big one. Mm. And when we recognize whether there is an afterlife or not, is completely unimportant to how I'm having this moment. That it actually is completely irrelevant. It's way off into the future. But then we recognize, well, wait a minute. We don't know what any of the future is going to be. So it, too, becomes irrelevant. So I don't have to ask myself questions about the future or the Dhamma or the past or anything else. That getting ourselves into that state of questioning is not wise ignorance. It's got a habit it's got greed mixed with it yes yes so sometimes it's, uh, just... it's very subtle it's uh it's like um sometimes you have uh, just a question about dhamma and you think it's okay but it's very um in a very subtle level it's uh you get a bit of in comfort like a physical uh an ease like just a a small bit <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I saw that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can see those thoughts and recognize that whatever it is, even if it seems to be an immediate Dhamma question, it's really not. That we really don't have to have the answer to it right now. We can if we were okay 10 minutes ago without the answer to it right now, then we're probably okay without the answer to it right now for the next 10 minutes. 
that in fact we were we were okay before we thought of the question. <laughs> we were okay before we thought of the question, and now that we thought of the question, now we got to have the answer to it, rather than just being able to set it down. And this happens often with with beginners in their practice to recognize that we don't need to ask questions. That in fact, uh, if there is a time for a question, it's when we know that we can get some sort of decent answer. So when you're with the teacher for us, that's a good time to ask the question. But when we're sitting alone in practice, that's the time to recognize that, hey, the questions themselves are just indicating doubt that we can just set aside right now and have fun instead. Okay, yeah. So there is time for a question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that we don't need to know the physics of the teeter-totter. All we need to know is how to how to ride. And so uh, this is the first thing to say about that and to uh, again to congratulate you for recognizing that these doubts that we have are really uh, a hindrance to our practice and that we can set this stuff down as well as uh, all of the other hindrances because surprise, surprise, all of the other hindrances are interrelated anyway. So when we talk about the hindrances, think about it in the sense of a pie, a piece of a, a pizza pie. And uh, when that pie is sliced up, then each of the pizzas have have a slice. But if you let those slices sit there after they're sliced, they're still just part of the pizza. Okay. If we can understand the hindrances that way, that we can see that doubt actually creates on its own a kind of fear, mm -hmm. a kind of worry. And now we don't like the state that we're in. We can work ourselves up with, a, with just little bits of doubt into a real pity party. And so yeah. the hindrances are all interrelated, so it's really better for us to catch it quickly. Yeah, that's true. I, I've never seen it like this, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so once we're able to see that then we want to start to maintain that watchfulness that we can get ourselves away from the hindrances and recognize that most likely what's going to come back is just another hindrance and so we want to start being on guard mm -hmm. this is what we mean by guarding the thoughts and this is actually part of the practice that uh, is uh, we can think of it in the sense of applying the mind means to apply it to the wholesome and then sustaining it means that we sustain the wholesome by not letting those hindrances come back in. And so applying and sustaining and applying and sustaining means that now we get that ability to have that satisfaction begin to grow and to build up. And as it grows and builds up, it also begins to change the attitude we have. We begin to, begin to get the attitude, we can do this. Okay, yes. so the doubt is now uh, being replaced by confidence. The ignorance is still there. We don't know the answer to the question, but the feelings about it all is, is that we're changing it from, from the doubt, which would be the, the attitude of a victim, into confidence that what we do know is correct, that we've got enough. We know enough. 
And sometimes I uh, I've noticed it's not uh, um, that I have to change like uh, a full um, thought. It's just uh, changing uh, my attitude. For example, I noticed that uh, I'm just uh, I'm switching my attitude from victim to uh, confident, and uh, that makes me feel better. I didn't have to like a switch uh, like a train of thought, and that was interesting. Just uh, switching this, and, uh, yeah, it's very subtle. Uh, the way that you're saying it is actually quite correct. And that this is actually where we're, we're taking this is, is that we do, in fact, by practicing just being okay, even if we don't have the answers, we're still all right. And keep practicing that and practicing and being satisfied, then that um, the doubt then is being replaced by confidence. That the victim's attitude is of doubt is now being converted into the attitude of alliance, the attitude of can do, the attitude of being successful. And so this is where that part of the Eightfold Oval Path comes in. That's Sama Sankapa. Means that we can actually develop that as a skill. And that the skill that we want to use it in the term of the skill uh, is uh, <laughs> Robert's sending a message. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> And so this skill that we're developing is actually called pity. It's a skill to be developed. And if we understand what it means, it means is that we're actually intentionally really enjoying something, bringing the mind almost into a state of ecstasy or exaltation mm -hmm. to, uh, to have an exalted mind. A mind that's just really, really up there, uh, and to recognize it. Um, <clears throat> in the sutta number 10, in the Satipatthana Sutta, in this evaluation and investigation of the mind, um, there's a lot of tidbits that they talk about. But the thing of it is, is that all of this stuff fits together in a very interesting way. And that is, is that by uh, gladdening the mind with language, we begin to feel. And by the way that we feel, which is the, uh, the feeling of sukha and then pity, that state of sukha and especially the pity actually changes the state of mind that we're in. And so that the mind itself becomes exalted. The mind itself becomes top-notch because we feel top-notch. We feel exhilarated. And so we can actually practice um, that to see that satisfaction leads to success. And success is like the wow that happens. Um, that one of the ways that we can talk about it actually is in the example of you're very thirsty you're very very hot in the desert one sand dune after another 
And then you go over the next sand dune and you find an oasis, not a mirage, a real oasis. You know it's real because it's got palm trees and camels and tents and girls in hoochie-coochie clothing doing a belly dance. And it's, all of it is there and you know it. And so here you are running down there to get that drink of water that you're so thirsty. Okay, this knowing that you're going to get it is what we're talking about, that you know that you've got it. Uh, many, many examples of that, like winning a race, making a touchdown. If the star athlete, he knows he's got it. And that moment of thrill, that ex point of exhilaration, and you know that you can do it. This is what we're talking about, is that, that peak moment. <clears throat> There's qualities of that peak moment in the sense that it is conditioned, we conditioned it that way, and it is also temporary. Mm -hmm. It could possibly stay at that pinnacle, just like no one uh, builds a house on top of Mount Everest. They go up there, they beat their chest, they take a deep breath, and they better be off that thing be uh, before nightfall because it's going to get nasty at night. <laughs> right and so this is also those peak pinnacles of the mind that we go through the exalted states of mind that we go through are temporary but at least we begin to know how we can create them mm -hmm. that those two are not given to the culture normally in fact a, a way of talking about it is is that why do people go to football games, spend maybe $100 on a ticket? Because they want to see the score, their team score. Why? Because they get in that exalted state. They raise their hands in the air and they cheer and they really, really like that thrill. Yeah. Uh, other people will do that. In fact, um, uh, guys who, let's say, go on a lot of dates. Mm -hmm. because they want that thrill yeah. of knowing they're going to get laid. The laying itself is a kind of a bother, but knowing that you're going to get it. Right? This That's is the, 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 uh, the way of thinking. Then, in fact, one of the things that I did as a confession was <laughs> that I took, I took interviews for jobs that mm -hmm. I had no intention of taking that job mm -hmm. but it was the thrill of being offered the job and so i actually went on a number of interviews where i had no intention of taking the job i just wanted the thrill of them offering me the job mm -hmm. that's an unusual thrill but that was one yeah. of them that i that i did but we go around thrill seeking Okay, and what we actually can understand is, is that we can control those kinds of feelings intentionally. That we can feel as good as we want to feel. That we can take and, and meet that high moment. That in fact, there's things that we can say. And w if we understand it correctly and see it truly, an example of that is Hahuna Matata, which is no word. For the best day. I mean, we can get to the point of getting suka from no worries. Right now, there's no problem. But no worries for the rest of your days. It's like it's over. Wow. 
you know that's that kind of oh, top kind of top-notch feeling that we, we don't have any worries for the rest of my day don't have right so this is a uh, 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 or that, that sense of having a lie. Another example would be that if you were getting choked to death, or maybe you were drowning and something really heavy was pulling you underwater, mm-hmm. and there your last breath has gone out and you know that you're about to die, then all of a sudden the weight is cut loose and you pump back right back up to the surface and you get that breath, that exhilaration. There's many places in that. In fact, as uh, one of the reminders of that is the uh, um, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo changed places with a corpse, and they threw the corpse over the side of the uh, uh, the, the high ledge or ridge into the ocean below, all tied up in this sack, and he had to get himself free. And he almost drowned, just almost drowning or almost dying, uh, but we don't quite die. Getting choked or getting drowned, and then we get that release, and you feel, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the quality that we're, uh, that we're looking for. You can think of it as a sense of relief, but it's the grand release, the grand relief. Now... This is not a necessarily a one-time shot. Once you begin to practice this, you recognize that you can have it almost any time you want it. But you don't want it so much anymore. You, the, the real issue is that you know that you can feel any way that you want to, that we don't longer have to go thrill-seeking on the outside world. We know precisely how to put ourselves in any state of exaltation that we like. Mm-hmm. This is the practice then of the, that's why the Buddha was known as a lion. Because that was the attitude that he decided that he was going to take on. He took on the attitude of a lion. And so keep practicing, practice well. This is the direction that you're going in. That once you get free from the hindrances, you can actually begin to concentrate or focus on, or let us say, start repeating over and over and over again that you're safe, you're secure, you're comfortable, you're satisfied, and you're successful. And you're successful. You're successful about controlling your feelings. You're successful, and you begin to feel really good about how successful you are. And every time you practice doing that, it gets you just a little bit higher in the air until pretty soon you can feel like a gold medalist, just won a gold medal at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Ex- except for one thing, and that is since the 1930s, there have been thousands and thousands and thousands of people making gold medals. So they're getting kind of ordinary by now. But being able to sit down and feel like you've just won a gold medal, that's unusual, much more unusual. To be able to control those kind of feelings. The gold medal itself, not so important. That may impress other people. <laughs> but you know how it feels to get a gold medal. Because you're the one who gives the gold medals out anyway. That's the way of understanding it. This is, you're in control.
feel the way that you want to. So let's start working with that, bringing that level of satisfaction up to the, at least the level of uh, success. Wow, you can do it. In the passages, it says that uh, there comes a point when the student says that no matter how right now that the mind gets hindered, we can throw that obstruction out and come back into this state of seeing how nice things really are right now. All right, that's an important point is to understand that no matter what kind of state we get our minds in, Robert, we can get it right back out again. All we have to do is remember who's the boss here. <laughs> that we yes. can, in fact, just get it back together. We can throw that stuff out and say, we're okay. We're fine. Mm -hmm. We're safe. We're secure. We got the door locked. Everything is okay. We're snuggling in bed with the puppy and we feel really, really good. We can become satisfied right here, right now. Everything is okay. Everything is fine. And then we build on that. Wow, I can do this. Even at a tense moment, no matter how obstructed the mind gets about relationships or anything else, I can throw that stuff out and be successful at getting my mind back into a state of joy. One, uh, one big thing for me was to uh, um, sometimes I felt uh, stuck uh, in the state, like I couldn't uh, come out of it. And every time I was starting to have thoughts like, uh, okay, uh, now I'm stuck or I cannot uh, get satisfied right now, uh, I would notice this and see it as an hindrance. And that let me have the state. Uh, and uh, the, the state that I was uh, looking for, but also being mindful of not wanting it too much. <laughs> but especially seeing that uh, I was uh, starting to tell myself, oh, I cannot get satisfied anymore. This one was a very important one for me. <laughs> right, so that's a hindrance that's going to prevent you from being able to enjoy it and wanting it yeah. in the, instead of recognizing that you've got it right now. You got it right now, okay? And and uh, and the confidence that yes, and we can do it again. Rather than I want it next time, we yeah. say I know I can do it next time. I don't have to want it at all. I can just enjoy it now. So mm -hmm. that's the, those, these are these subtle little steps that we're talking about of coming out of the victim into the uh, into the lion, into the winner's position. Wanting what we've got is something that a loser does. Enjoying the heck out of it is something a winner does. <laughs> yeah. And so this is the way we practice of bringing that mind back into that exalted place of this is good, this is fine. And to know that the mind is in that exalted state. And feeling it that way. That's the practice. And we practice it over and over and over again. Till we get good at actually being able to get into that state. Right? Literally talking ourselves into it. 
rather than talking ourselves into feeling bad, we talk ourselves into feeling safe, secure, comfortable, satisfied, successful, and then exalted. Mm -hmm. Another way of saying it is wealthy. Stinking rich with joy. <laughs> and so this is the progress and I see that you're quite on the way to it and that you can continue on with your practice in this direction of safe, secure, satisfied, uh, comfortable, satisfied, successful. Go for that success. You got it. You got it. You know you can do it. No worries. No worries, maybe. Not <laughs> now. Not ever. Begin to finish this off. Feel really good at it. That you're getting good at it. That's the way. Mm. Yeah, I see where the next uh, I mean the 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 remaining hindrances could be. It would be thoughts like uh, this good feeling is temporary or uh, I'm knowing it right now, but maybe I cannot do it later if I uh, let uh, too much hindrances uh, come back. Not and... with these thoughts. Not with these yeah. thoughts. I'm not. <laughs> <For me>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that's the whole thing is being able to see those hindrances. Aha, I caught you. I caught you saying I can't do it later. Of course I can do it later. I can do it now. I can do it later. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing up that confidence higher and higher that you know that you can do this. Mm -hmm. Even when you're having a bad moment or a bad day, never mind. You can throw that stuff out of the mind and come back into that safe, secure, comfortable, satisfied, successful result. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. So I'll let you both go. We'll practice this. All right. <laughs> Thank you All for right. the time. Bye-bye. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Still surviving. Still surviving. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.